It's Iowa Hate Week! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's Iowa Hate Week, you're right. Uh, hock the f*** guys. <laughs> I just said what I wasn't supposed to say. Um, you're right, screw those, screw those guys. <laughs> uh, Elijah, can we go bowling? We're going to ask that question today on this episode of the Husker Half Hour. We're going bowling? Let's do this thing. I thought we are recording a podcast. No, let's no. do this thing. Let's do this thing. Let's do this thing? Let's, Let's do, do this, this thing. Nebraska enters this game with Iowa at five and six. They need a win to get to a bowl game. Iowa comes six in. Sorry, was, I don't know why I started whispering. It's okay. Okay. We're going to do this whole podcast with whispering. No, we already did the ASMR episode. That was just like the beginning, though. Yeah, no one really even remembers that. No. Okay. Sorry, what? Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska's trying to get to yeah. six. And, so Nebraska's five and six. six. Iowa comes into the game ranked 19. Okay, no. Um. <laughs> Nebraska comes in five and six. Iowa's ranked 19th in the country. They're eight and three, and they have beaten Nebraska in four straight years. Uh, Nebraska and Iowa playing for the Heroes Trophy. That seems to be forgetting, forgotten. Forgetting? It seems to be forgetting when we play Iowa. We forget how to grammar. <laughs> oh, Iowa fans are going to listen to this podcast. Like, I knew they were hicks. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> you know, but Iowa comes in at we 19th. For, we forget what? That it's a Heroes game trophy? That it's a yeah. trophy game? Yeah. There's so many trophies. It's the lamest the, trophy game. There's so many trophies in the Big Ten, Elijah. There's a lot of cool ones. And then there's the ones Nebraska's playing. <laughs> okay. We got the sure. Heroes trophy. What's the one with Wisconsin? Oh, yeah. It always was the... Uh, that one... Is that like a veteran thing? Uh, something like that. But the heroes one is like weird because it's like a local hero that like did something cool, like ran into a burning building to save a kitten kind of situation. And it's sponsored by Heavy. Oh yeah, that's right. Don't forget about yeah, that. Yeah, that does make it kind of lame, doesn't it? The Heavy Heroes. Very trophy. like they're like trying to. It, they're, they're totally pandering. sold the sponsorship before they made the trophy. Yeah, one hundred percent. Let's make this for a good cause. And like, no, we just hate Iowa. Yeah. Can we, can we take? Ivy can leave their 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 tailgating. We will. Okay, we we won the last game against Missouri. Let's take the Missouri Nebraska Bell and make it the Nebraska Iowa, Iowa Bell. Bell. Yeah, there's once we start beating them consistently. But how about we make it a three way thing? We play Missouri every, at the beginning of of and, and like a it just goes between the three because Iowa and Missouri have the border. We have the border with 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 Iowa. Are you suggesting a three way? Yeah, the menage a trois of football, if you will of of. Menage. Let's stop where we're ahead. Anyway, so, yeah. Nebraska and Iowa playing for the lamest trophy in the country, and uh, I, I can see from, okay, from if an Iowa football player, this isn't a rivalry. Mm-hmm. If you're an Iowa fan, you love this rivalry because Nebraska comes in to the Big Ten, and we have our rivalry with Colorado, which is all right. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't like each other for sure. We we were beating them pretty good through the two thousands, though. Yeah. And we come to the Big Ten. The Big Ten goes, oh, you want a Black Friday game? Here, have Iowa. You live right next to them. This is going to be a rivalry. I'm like, no, they suck. We're going to beat them every single year. And we did it for three. Mm -hmm. And now they've reeled off four straight against us. 
and all the Iowa fans, they took that to heart, I think. When like, we, we, we did kind of call them little brother. Yeah. Which they were. Elijah, you're so right. I'm not really, I have really not that much against Iowa as a football team. Iowa as a fan base. And as a state. And as a state, I despise. Yes. The fact that, that's what it is, is Iowa thinks, Iowa fans think this is like, a, they hold it over us. Mm-hmm. And I, and, but they totally deserve to. They've been kicking our ass as a program and on the football field for four to five years. I went up to Iowa City last year for the Nebraska-Iowa game. Iowa fans care more about that rivalry than any Nebraska fan I've ever met. Mm, I, think, the I think now that we've thing. lost four straight years, I think Nebraska fans are starting to care a little more because we're just like, really, we Iowa? Stop? Yeah. We stop? yeah. And they, they play like we want to. Just run the ball down their throat. Well, that's kind of changed this year. We'll get into that. But it, I'm, I'm so tired of losing. I want this to be the year. We're at home. Um, it's going to be Big Ten weather, cold, freezing rain, windy. It's going to be fun. Iowa's game is built on a passing attack this year, and you're going to think that might be taken away by weather, at least hindered a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I have some stats I want to read to you over the past 20 years. Uh, so this is when Kirk Ferentz oh. was hired oh, in 1999. Wow. Um, which Nebraska since 1999 has been our arguably worst 20-year stretch in Nebraska football history. At least modern history, I guess, since Devaney. Um, and in that 20 year stretch, Nebraska is 171 and 97 compared to Iowa, who's 160 and 104. So Nebraska holds a better record over Iowa in the past 20 years. Uh, Nebraska has finished 10 times in the top 25, Iowa has finished seven. Mm. So in Nebraska's worst 20 years, we've still finished the season 10 times ranked in the top 25. Uh, top 10 finishes. Iowa has finished five times in the top 10. Nebraska's finished three. So they hold that one over us. Ooh. Um, ten, nine plus win seasons. Nebraska has 13. Iowa has seven. Uh, division titles. Nebraska has five. Iowa has three. Conference titles. Nebraska has one. Iowa does have two. Um, and then missed bowl games. Nebraska has, uh, in those 20 years, missed four bowl games. Iowa has missed four bowl games. Uh-huh. And Iowa is trying to act like, oh, your program sucks now. Like, well, in... Since Kirk Ferentz has been hired, and in our worst 20-year stretch in our history, we're still better than you. Mm. Um, cool. And, you got the last four years on us under Mike Riley. Cool. Yeah. Cool. In the grand scheme of things. Cool. Beat Scott Frost three times. Do it. Dude. If they can beat Scott Frost three times and take their their winning streak against us to six, okay. But even then, you're going to have to expand out the stat once Scott Frost has been coaching here for – 10 seasons, mm-hmm. even if they win the first three. I think, but the sentiment is growing within Nebraska fans that this is a bit of a rivalry. Yeah. Um, but I saw a tweet today, which very true is that Oklahoma became Nebraska's rival when they competed for conference and national titles and were actually able to rival Nebraska's success. Colorado became a rival whenever they rose up to Nebraska's level and again, rival Nebraska's success. Iowa became Nebraska's rival when Nebraska moved to the big 10 and slid to their level. Say that one more time. Iowa became Nebraska's rival when Nebraska moved to the Big Ten and then slid to their level. Mm. <laughs> Iowa, Iowa didn't rise up to our level to become a, a rival. We, we, we just slid back to their Who level, and they from? beat us a couple times. Uh, no idea. Some Husker Twitter account with 100 followers. Mm. I'll, I'll throw a retweet up on the uh, the old... Yeah, retweet that ish. On the on the old Husker Half Hour. I'll do it right now, actually. That's nice. Oh, live, live. Live. Um, ben, anything else you want to say just on the, the rivalry itself? No, it is fun. I think the cross-border thing is definitely a fun thing for me. Um, Iowa Hate Week. It's a real thing. Oh, it's a very real thing. It's really fun to make fun of them. Um, But as an overall rivalry, 
I think I'm okay with that developing into an overall rivalry, but what's it going to look like once we're not playing on Black Friday? Yeah. <laughs> Which it's only it's only two year stretch. Yeah. Next year, year after that, it's Minnesota on Black Friday, and then and it's we're back. back to Iowa. Yeah. Do you see anybody else in the Big Ten like legitimately like it in ten years from now under Scott Frost's Frost's regime? Who's going to actually be a rival to us? Do you think is Iowa going to be a consistent rival? Or, I think it depends on on how they keep playing us. I, I think it's gonna be like a Colorado rivalry. Mm-hmm. They might get us every once in a year, whenever we have a down year. But generally, I think we should be beating Iowa. Yeah. Um. I think Wisconsin could turn it into a legitimate rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I think if you see Paul Christ on the sideline whenever he's playing Nebraska, he hates Scott Frost. Mm. Um. I remember last year's game. You find him on the sideline. He's up in the first half and he was yelling expletives, just like kind of generally. Uh, one was "Take that, mother effer." I, I don't want to quote in like you, you could read his lips because to who to, to our sideline. It was after a fourth and one play uh, in the first half when he was up like 21. And oh, he went, went, went for it and got it. And he just yells, take that mother, mother trucker, mother trucker. Good. Ben. Go. Good. I, I want to keep this a family. Yeah. Podcast. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a teacher by day. So I know how to, how to sneak him in. Um, geez. I hope LPS wasn't listening yeah, to that. <laughs> okay. Um, Anyway, you were saying who could be a, a rival. Have you been – do you ever end up rooting for Iowa, Elijah, at any point during the season? No. Okay. I think sometimes I There has been once in my life – twice. Yeah. Twice when I've rooted for Iowa. That's whenever they t- almost took down Penn State at home mm-hmm. two years ago. Yep. That's the Saquon Barkley Penn State team. They almost got them at home. And then the year after that, last year, they took down Ohio State at home, both night games. I rooted for them in both those games. And I have never felt worse about myself after those games. I'm not going to lie. I rooted for them against Michigan this year. I don't like Jim Harbaugh very much. Or Michigan as a program. No. I was rooting for Iowa in that game. I was not. Mm. I was rooting for a 0-0 tie. <laughs> <laughs> no one wins. Yeah. But let's uh, actually get into the game yeah, on Friday. Let's move on, my friend. I, I think I, I discussed a little bit earlier um, weather. Going to be, I think, just... Pause, pause, pause. Before we get into that, give me your overall attitude and feeling going into the game. What's, like, your self-assess right now? Maybe this is not the content to listener. Listeners, you too, self-assess. As you listen to this podcast, what's your general attitude about this game? Elijah, general attitude. Hopeful. Uh, okay, yeah. Hopeful. That's good. It's, uh, am I expecting a win? No. Do I think it could legitimately happen? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get my help. It's not going to be like, you know, the Colorado game where I'm fully expecting to just go in there and win. Mm-hmm. That's and that left myself disappointed. If Nebraska loses big, I'll be disappointed on Friday. Any other result I'll be fine with. I'm hopeful that we can be competitive. We can make it a game and we can at least have fun watching it. You? Yeah. Um, I think focused. I think I'm just like, um, no, that's not the right word. Excited! It almost it, going into the game. It has like a, a weight behind it. You yes, know? It, it feels it, it's one of the most important, important games we feel we've played in a while. Honestly, like it feels like I mean, it does feel like going into a bowl game or an end of the season game. Like, would you call this Scott Frost's most important game as head coach so far during his time at Nebraska? Yeah, I mean, you think back to last year, and it was cool to get some wins at the end of the year, but yeah, none of those nothing truly on the felt line. important. Yeah. It felt like, yeah, let's start turning this thing around. And then this year you have Colorado felt important, but it wasn't bowl game on the line. It wasn't kind of salvage the season. Mm-hmm. This game feels important. It's to end Iowa's win streak. It's to get to a bowl game. This game feels big, especially on Black Friday. It's rivalry weekend. I, let me say it, rivalry weekend. There it is. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if it does feel important and it feels like there's, there's something riding on this game, which – Makes me think maybe Nebraska will come out with a fire. Definitely something riding on it beyond the fact that if we win, it will. If we lose, 
this season goes down as a loss as a whole. If we win, it salvages the season a bit. It gives the fans something to look forward to. gives the fans a reason to, to stay tuned in. Uh, I think it's just like a positive thing for our Husker Nation. Uh, the fans have been out there, man. At the Maryland game, the stadium was packed full of Nebraska fans. I think, mm. I don't know. The atmosphere is going to be sweet. It feels like an end of the season big game. Uh, it almost feels like a bowl game to me yeah. as we prep. And I hope. How do you think the players? Uh, I hope the players feel the same way. I have to imagine. You get uh, think Scott Frost is in their ear. Yeah. Uh, it even heard uh, in the soundbite from um, Daniels this week talking about how we know our time is limited together as teammates, and we're we got to take every chance out there, especially for him. Yeah. Could be the last game of his, of his collegiate career. I yep. don't know what his chances are going uh, into the NFL. Let's, but let's take a listen to that. Yeah. Just a lot of guys who are, who's trying to value the last, last few moments with each other. Um, our days are numbered. Our days are limited. And the older guys just want to spend as much time with each other as we can. The younger guys as well. We just want to do as much as we can in, in the short amount of time we have left. And I think um, today was just the outcome of that. You know, everybody just want to, be around each other and and make the best of the little bit of time we have left. Yeah, if you see it right there, Elijah. Um, I think he's he's a big team guy the whole year. That's why yeah. he, that's why they voted he's for a him captain, as a captain. Yeah. yeah, and um, you see it there. Like it matters, especially for him playing with a brother. Uh, time is short. You hear um, from the players. I think you're gonna experience it from the game from Scott Frost, from what he calls how the game feels from him. This game matters, and I, it hasn't felt like that in a long time around here. Ohio State game mattered, but we were never really in that. Mm-hmm. This game feels like it's it's winnable and important yeah so it's gonna be big um but let's get back to my point yeah. i was making about the weather yeah for sure. i think the weather is gonna play a factor in this game yeah uh, we're still a couple days off uh but snow expected on thanksgiving freezing rain expected on friday uh, it's not supposed to be awfully cold but the freezing rain is obviously not gonna make things fun very windy um supposed to be down high 30s low 40s mm-hmm. especially after day of snow it's big 10 football yeah it's it's gonna feel like it's gonna feel like it's gonna feel classic. It's gonna yeah. be a classic, Elijah. That brings me to my point of what I want to see in this game, which is the turnover ratio um, against Maryland. Nebraska obviously won that turnover ratio. Uh, Maryland's four to Nebraska's one interception, um, and then just like the clean sheet of Nebraska only having one penalty for ten yards. Um, how clean is Nebraska gonna be able to play this game, especially in the weather conditions like that? If you look at the Minnesota game. Didn't handle it super well, did we? Um, and so how is how is Nebraska going to handle that? Can we get out of this game? If we play a clean sheet, Like, what's, what are our chances? Mm. I, I'm coming – I think my most important thing in the game mm-hmm. is not actually anything happens on the field. I think it's fan support. Mm. It's going to be cold – uh, it's a 1 a or 1 no, it's not a 1 a.m. kick Oof. it's a it's a 1 p.m. kick which is kind of a weird time especially the day after Thanksgiving still got the tryptophan flowing you know mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. yeah sleepy sleepy and chilly students are on break but the the crowd needs to be rocking so I think it needs to be like those like the St. Bernard dogs with like the whiskey barrels for like all the people who are like getting really cold and dying yeah I think we need those in the stadium they you don't can, have to lie, right? Like alcohol is really horrible for you when you're suffering from frostbite. Oh yeah, it's terrible for yeah. you. I'm not sure. It made you feel. It makes warm. you feel warm. Yeah. Well, wasn't the point of the same person? Like they weren't going to get him back. So wasn't the point just to make him feel nice before they died? Oh, is that what it was? I think it was. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I think we need those in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> make people feel good <laughs> before they die. Yeah. No, but I think uh, we really need to get the booze flowing for the game on oh, Friday. Oh, okay. Um, oh. Keep the fans warm. Keep the fans loud. Yeah. Because. I think the fans are going to be the ones willing Nebraska behind this game. Yeah. Nebraska needs the fan support in this game more than any other game this season. Uh, they need the crowd behind them willing. It's not going to be easy. 
That's mm. the thing. Uh, this game's important. They're going to want to play. You got to keep that energy from the fans to keep the energy on the field. Yeah. And you, you got to make Iowa not want to lose the momentum in that game. Because if Nebraska gets the momentum in that game and they have the crowd behind them, it's going to be hard for Iowa to ever get that back. Yeah, and especially in those conditions. Uh, I mean, and you, you, oh, well, in the, in the fact that Iowa isn't necessarily playing for anything. They have a bowl game. Uh, they're not going to the Big Ten Championship. They... Like, they're out of that, right? Yeah. There's it, no chance, really. Losing this game isn't going to really hurt their bowl standing. Winning this game isn't going to vault them into a nice bowl. They're, they, their season's settled. They're playing only on the fact that they want to make it five wins against Nebraska in a yeah. row. Uh, versus Nebraska back against the wall, playing for a bowl game. You hope that mentally playing in tough conditions with fans behind us, we have an advantage over an Iowa team that's not really playing for anything yeah. uh, and is cold and is away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about a key to the game. I'll, I'll get into an actual mm-hmm. key for the game. You talked mm-hmm. about turnovers. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Uh, I think the other factor is just stopping the run game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate Stanley, great quarterback. He's thrown more. Th- I'll say it. Great quarterback. He's thrown more this year than he ever has before. He, uh, I know, as of a couple weeks ago, led the Big Ten in passing attempts. I think he may have been overtaken recently. Um, don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Iowa did run the ball a decent amount against Minnesota and Illinois, as well as Northwestern. Um, but Iowa's played better whenever they have the run game to open up their passing attack. So you look at the games they've lost this year, which are Michigan, Penn State, and Wisconsin. Those are the three games this year where they've been held under 100 yards rushing besides Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, against Michigan, they run the ball 30 times for one yard. One yard. Um, against Purdue... Uh, sorry, Penn State, they ran the ball 30 times for 70 yards. And then against Wisconsin, they ran the ball 23 times for 87 yards. Those are the three games they lost. They ran the ball 32 times for 79 yards against Illinois, but they still got the win there. Yeah. All the other games, they rushed for over 100 yards because, as I said, uh, they love to use play action, open up their passing game, and they need to have a bit of a dangerous run game. Um, so, oh, Nebraska struggled this season mm-hmm. stopping the run, Yeah. even against Maryland last week. Um, the number for me is uh, keeping him under 100 yards rushing, I think, not necessarily realistic. Mm. I think a more realistic expectation is keeping him under 150 yards rushing. Um, I don't want Nate Stanley to to have the run game abandoned early because he is a dangerous passer. Uh, they've thrown for over 200 yards in all but two games this season, mm. and they've scored the most points the more yards they've thrown for. Yeah. Iowa has struggled to really open up the passing attack. Nate Stanley isn't the most accurate passer in the world. He's got a cannon of an arm, and he can make all the throws. Yeah. Um, he doesn't necessarily make all the throws accurately, but he can throw deep outs. He can throw posts. He can throw flies. He can throw slants, um, but it really opens up a lot more for him once he's able to get those linebackers' eyes in the backfield mm-hmm. uh, to be able to to set it up his his passing attack, especially with the the weather uh, for Friday. You don't want Nate Stanley, or as an Iowa fan, you wouldn't want Nate Stanley to just have to drop back and throw the ball. So as a Nebraska fan, you want to stop the run, uh, take away even the play-action game, and make Stanley be a pocket passer and beat you. Yeah. Um, Iowa's offense, Elijah, not explosive. No, not by uh, any means. At times, pretty lethargic. Uh, don't have a lot of players that are just going to absolutely burn you, um, make you look silly. Um, but Nebraska's defense, to me, hasn't really proved that they're going to be able to stop Iowa, um, especially in a close game. Um, does the defense manage to come up big uh, in big moments? Um, can they get off the field when they need to? Can they stop them on fourth down? Uh, that was a great part of that Maryland game, being able to get off the field for that defense. Can we keep that energy up going into this game? I don't know. I 
against a competent foe, I haven't seen our defense be able. But to. Ben, we're drinking the Kool Aid this week. Uh, <laughs> you can't bring no, up that point. No, <laughs> well, it's just I don't, I don't, I don't know. They're like they're fine. Iowa's offense is fine. Yes. Um, it it still is going to come down to is our offense going to be explosive enough to get enough points for our defense to. Uh, here's what the thing is: is can we outscore Iowa? I think that's going to be what the question is. Yeah, the, 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 our defense, can our defense stop them enough for our offense to score more points? Can our defense hold them below thirty? Yeah, yep, that's what it's got to take. Yeah. Uh, if our defense can hold them to 24 points, 28 even might be enough to beat us. 24 mm-hmm. points, I th- would hope our offense can put up 24 points against Iowa's defense. But we got a big boy uh, named Epinesa on the other side, Elijah. We can, we, we can talk about that later. No, no, let's oh, get into it. Right now? Let's okay. Get into it. So, obviously, looking back at the Iowa, Ohio State game, Elijah, um, and Chase Young, Rip Matt Farniak, a new one. Uh, can Matt Farniak stop AJ Epinesa in this game? Uh, or is AJ Epinesa going to be able to wreak havoc against the Nebraska offense, get us uh, thrown off of our back foot? Um, what's that going to look like? That's the, a big question for me. What's the positive here is that AJ Epinesa hasn't had the best year this year. Mm. Um, on the season, he has 20 tackles, seven sacks, uh, but he does have three forced fumbles. Um, teams have been doing pretty well the game plan for him compared to last year where he had 37 tackles. Um, how many of those were for a loss? Let's see. Turns out my stats don't say, but he also had 10 and a half sacks and he was getting a lot more one-on-one matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Nebraska is going to be doing as much one-on-one with AJ Epinesa. I think he's going to get a lot of running back chips and tight end chips. Um, so I don't think he's good enough to be a game wrecker. Mm-hmm. I'll say that is Chase Young can be a game record. Chase Young, I think, deserves the Heisman. He's never going to win it. If mm-hmm. Sue didn't win the Heisman, Chase Young's not going to win the Heisman. But he probably deserves it. Yeah. Uh, Elijah, looking at uh, the stats on the season, here's an interesting one I found. Um, tell me what you think of this. Iowa putting up an average of 23.5 points per game. They're allowing an average of 12.2 points per game. Nebraska, on the other side, is averaging 28.4 points per game and allowing an average of 27.8 points per game. So the difference between uh, Nebraska and Iowa there, um, there is a 11-point difference between Iowa, what they're scoring every game and allowing every game, uh, and for Nebraska, a one-point difference in how much they're scoring every game and allowing every game yeah. on average for the season. Um, if both teams – I mean, tell me what you think about that. Uh, obviously, Iowa's defense is able to make enough stops for their – offense lethargic as it may be to put up an average of 23 points a game and win the game. Uh, just because I was defense on average, just holding opponents to 12 points a game. Um, so is Nebraska going to be able to crack that Iowa defense? That's kind of my question. It's coming down to the run game. In my opinion, uh, a really another interesting stat. I know we've had tons of interesting stats this week. Yeah. Um, another interesting stat is that Nebraska has actually, averaged more yards per game on the ground than Iowa has this year. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, and then Iowa has actually averaged more yards through the air than Nebraska has, which is not what you'd expect from a Kirk Ferentz offense versus a, a Scott Frost offense. Yeah. Um, so I, I think for sure establishing the run game, if Nebraska can have 50 to 60 yards rushing in the first quarter, things are set up well for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means we've established the run game that opens up our passing game. You can see that against Wisconsin, you could say it against Minnesota, is that it started with setting up the run game. Yeah. I, I think the total Nebraska has to get to is 200 yards on the ground. Mm-hmm. If Nebraska can get 200 yards on the ground, A, that would just be killer for Iowa fans, and I'd love that. If we rush for 200 yards on Iowa, Iowa fans would be mad, especially if we outrush them. Mm-hmm. That's like I, what Iowa's built on. Imagine, yeah. imagine a team outrushing Wisconsin. 
Right. Um, exactly. Imagine a five and six team out rushing Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin fans would be pissed. Right. So that's what I'm looking for is I, I think Nebraska needs to run the ball for more yardage, for more yards per carry than Iowa does. Uh, that's where it starts. And that's going to open up things for Adrian Martinez to be able to have the, the play action game. Uh, I expect Scott Frost to open up the playbook. As we said earlier, this game means something for Scott Frost. I expect him to pull out some trick plays, some fun stuff, mm. uh, maybe stuff we haven't seen in previous games. Maybe the triple option? Maybe. Maybe we haven't seen. When was the last time we saw that? Uh, honestly, Ohio State? Did we whip it out we again against whipped it uh, out Purdue? The, no. Um, who did we whip it out against? <laughs> uh, it was the next game. Was that who do you play the week after Ohio State? I should know that. We anyway, we've run the triple option like twice since we played Ohio State. Right. I think this would be a great week to pull it out, especially cold Big Ten football. Yep. There's the chance Wandale Robinson's back. As I said, fifty-fifty. Really, I think it's more. I think he's gonna play. He wants to be out there. I I'm honestly Scott. So I think Scott Frost is competitive enough to want to go to a bowl game this year. I think this is a big game for him and the team. Uh, do you disagree that you're looking at it from the point of like, it's going to bring us to six and six, not a big deal in the grand scheme of things, getting to a bowl game in the grand scheme of things, not worth risking Wandale. I am on the side on team frost and the coaching staff is too competitive to not play him. I don't know. Personal opinion. I, I think it comes down to the training staff. In ah, yeah. Okay. I, I think it's less on Scott Frost being like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't yeah, care. Okay. Get out there. That's valid. Um, that sounded a little, yeah, good. Uh, but I, I see where you're coming from, and I think if it's just a, a pain or a, you think you can go one deal, I think he'll go. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a, a Khalil Davis on the sideline. Can you go? And he goes, nah, I practiced all week, I know, but not feeling it today. That's not who Wandale is. I think if Wandale can go, if he feels like he can, he will. Time will tell. Mm. Um, any other keys for the offense, Ben, you think? Uh, I, I think... As I said, running the ball, yeah. Scott Frost opened up the playbook. Those mm-hmm. are two keys. If we run the ball, if we maybe run a trick play in the first quarter, I expect good things from the offense. Yeah. Elijah, I'm going to throw this one at you. Um, I think it's going to be, can we, once we get to the red zone, can our offense capitalize on those opportunities? Mm-hmm. Um, we are currently sitting at 109th at red zone offense right now in the nation. Um, not great. You've seen it. We've been frustrated by it. We've been frustrated by the play calling. We've been frustrated by um, dumb moments like Adrian throwing an interception in the end zone, um, things like that. Is Nebraska going to be able to get, put points on the board whenever we're in the red zone? This is a game where every time we have an opportunity, we have to at least get a field goal. Scott Frost offense thrives in space, mm-hmm. and the one thing you don't have in the red zone is space. Yeah. And Scott Frost is still a young coach. I think he's kind of figuring it out. Um, he had McKenzie Milton at UCF who was able to really make things happen in the red zone. He mm-hmm. was good. Mm-hmm. Adrian struggled. I think Scott Frost has struggled calling plays for Adrian because Adrian's a different quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Scott Frost is a young coach, so I think he's figuring things out. And I don't know if this is an issue that will be solved by Friday. I don't know if this is an issue that will be solved by next year. I hope so. But I, I think red zone efficiency for this team mm-hmm. comes down to more than just the players we have on the field yeah, and the players, the plays we're calling for them. I think it comes down to more just general offensive scheme. Yeah. And also mentality. Mm-hmm. And this just predictability. Mm-hmm. Nebraska. I mean, we went, when was the last time you saw a play call and went, well, I didn't expect that mm-hmm. in the red zone besides well, the Wisconsin trap play. That was sick. Where was the direct snap that, that that's here though. Elijah, how many of those plays were he, 
Scott Frost calls something really goofy, if mm-hmm. one of those gets in the end zone, no one says, that was stupid. Why do we call that trick play? If you call a trick play and it gets in the end zone, you go, genius, brilliant. We're not expecting that If you call a trick one. play and it sucks, you go, what that the hell is he called? Run the ball! Run up the middle. Exactly. <laughs> this is like a lose-lose. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some of that, too. Um, hey, something we didn't talk about in the Maryland game is the kicking game. Uh, Pickering being out. Uh, and then Waldock being able to I was come just going to get that as well. Are you serious? We're, oh, we're, nice. we're trying to wrap up the episode, and I just want to say that this episode is dedicated to Matt Waldock, the pride <laughs> of Nebraska. <laughs> Shout out Matt Waldock. Wal- mm-hmm. Wal- uh, mm, yeah. Yes. i it. No, it's fine. Not worried. Anyway, he uh, was a guy who was working at, where was it? Lead, Lead Bellies. Bellies. Working at Lead Bellies, and uh, the club soccer coach gets a call, or the captain gets mm-hmm. a call and goes, hey, uh, would you like to try out? Like, we, we need guys. And he goes, well, I'll just ask around the team. And he goes, Matt, I know you've never kicked footballs before in a competitive game, but I've seen you do it, like, for fun, and you're pretty good at it. You want to go try it out? And he goes, yeah, sure. And it's a guy who was playing for Lincoln Bug Eaters FC six months ago or mm-hmm. eight months ago, and now he's kicking footballs for Nebraska. Dude, he was drilling them. From, he had some nice hat nice on him, got him over the line, and yeah, it looked good from 30 yards, man. Um, Elijah... We have to. We have to give our predictions. Yep, I was, Unless, just what I was getting into. Oh, perfect. Uh, where should we start this week? Where should we? What should we predict first? Let's go. Let's do score last. Mm-hmm. Let's do offensive MVP. I'll start mm-hmm. because I went Eric Schneider on defense last week, which, <laughs> which you made fun of, and I don't think I can go coach again. Yeah, uh, but I am Scott Frost, <laughs> offensive MVP. I think he's going to call a whale of a game. I think we put up thirty-eight-ish points, and I think Scott Frost gets carried off the field after a Gatorade bath on adrian martinez's hurt shoulder <laughs> he carries him off and oh. scott frost rides off into the sunset never to be seen again no. after, after leading nebraska back to a bowl game <laughs> he is my mvp though i think he's gonna have a good didn't see that one coming didn't see you picking a coach again you did it anyway hmm. you told me before, i set you up you told me before you wouldn't do it you told me off off mic you wouldn't do it i you did you it up. anyway i really set you up you f me up um elijah scott frost good pick uh today i'm going to go um, I always get confused in these and I pick the person I want to be MVP rather than the person I think realistically would be. Um, I'm going to say Dudrick Mills. I thought he ran well against mm, Maryland. That's a good pick. Um, I ran well against Wisconsin. Um, he wants to be out there. He wants to be, he wants to be grinding. He wants to hit people. Um, he's coming. He's definitely feeling natural in that offense. That's what I'm picking. Dedrick Mills. Let's move on to the defense. Now defensive MVP, Ben. Um, I guess, I forgot to mention this entire show. It is senior day on Friday. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm going with the senior, Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. He, he's had an up and down season, but you can tell whenever he cares, whenever he wants to play, he plays well. It's his senior day. Mm. I think he's going to go out there and play with his hair on fire. I think he gets an interception. I think he leads that defense, um, which is something we've kind of wanted to see from him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's his senior day, and I think he's going to say, all right, it's my last game in Husker jersey. Let's go. Mm. And I think Lamar Jackson is, is your defensive MVP. Here's one you won't see coming, Elijah. Uh, Ben Stilley. Um, (laughs) you're a little, you gave me the eyes. I I didn't see it coming. I told you, you I I was expecting to be like, (laughs) all right, well, it's, it's not that unusual. I thought he played a solid game against Maryland. I thought he was in on some, uh, he was in on some of those. Was he, he was in on a couple of those fourth down stops, uh, at least like put pressure on the line. Yeah. Put a big hit on a a running back on fourth and one. Yeah. I, that I'm going Ben Stilley. I think, I think he plays consistently. It's his senior day as well. It's senior day. Um, Yeah. He's gonna get some good stops. He's gonna be, ah, yeah. He's gonna be out there. He's gonna be playing with some passion. Uh, he's gonna get a stop. That's all I'm feeling. I know we're a little over on our half hour time, but oh, we, we still what? have to get a score. It's last a big game. game. Of the season. It's Come a on. big game. This yeah. might be our last episode of football season, guys. No, well, we, we'll, we'll, do we'll, a, we'll do a wrap up. This might be our last game preview. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, um, I don't think so. I think Nebraska gets the win. The scoreline is Iowa nine over. No, 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 no. Uh, five, five or six over. Is that what it is? Would you just like me to look it up then? It's three. It's three. It's, it's three. Over. It's, it's ever changing. I know uh, it was close last time I checked. Let's get the actual line for you. Um, as of Tuesday. As of Tuesday, 11-26, uh, the line has been set. This is from Athlon Sports, who uh, does this is the Iowa 5.5. Okay. Uh, Athlon tends to do a a good betting preview every single week, and it's Iowa 5.5 according to Vegas. Okay. I think Nebraska covers and gets the outright win. Wow. Yeah, I do. I think Nebraska gets the win 38-28. Very normal-sounding score. (laughs) I don't think that's going to be the exact score. I think it's going to be somewhere in that range. Nebraska 38, Iowa 28. We take back the – stupid heroes trophy mm-hmm. i love the message behind it but mm-hmm. i hate the trophy um and nebraska reclaims it and nobody in the state really remembers that we have the trophy elijah i'm gonna do a little flip-flop from last year i'm gonna go nebraska 31 iowa 28 i'm drinking the kool-aid do you have nebraska it. winning on a matt Waldock game winning field goal i do indeed um game winning walk-off field goal um no, I think it's going to be way stupider than that. I think we're gonna. I think he's gonna nail the field goal somewhere in the middle of the fourth quarter. If I'm following your storyline, though, I yeah. think Matt Waldock hits that field goal okay. to make it okay a ten point game. <laughs> Iowa drives down the field, scores. There's 30 seconds left on the clock. They don't get the onside kick. We recover it. Adrian Martinez takes a knee. Husker Nation rejoices. <laughs> we go to a bowl game. We go to a bowl game. We go to freaking Detroit for the Detroit Bowl. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Motor City Bowl. Motor C- it's gonna suck. Yeah. 40,000 Nebraskans are still going to show up. <laughs> hey, we're going to a bowl, dude. I'm feeling it. I'm calling. It, we're calling it right now. Husker at half hour. You heard it here first, folks. We're going to a bowl game. If we don't make it to a bowl game, don't, don't hurt us. us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Elijah, it's been a lovely season no matter what happens. Yeah. But I'm. Uh, we're both predicting this isn't the last Husker half hour with a game on the line. Yeah. So let's go beat the Hawkeyes on yeah. Friday. Have a lovely Thanksgiving again. And uh, safe travels through your holiday. <laughs> uh, go Big Red.